Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Wellness Farm. This is your go-to podcast for all things wellness, mental health, and growth. I am your host, Ari, and I am a licensed pharmacist and functional nutrition counselor. Today, we are talking about all things bloating. What is it? How can we reduce it or get to the root cause of it? How to love our bodies despite all the pressure on especially us women to be stick thin 24-7 and some tips on increasing self-confidence. And I just wanted to have a podcast episode that talks about all three of these things because I feel like they're all related. I think a lot of us get really down on ourselves if we have bloating throughout the day or if you know our our stomachs are super flat and thin in the morning and then we kind of bulge out towards the nighttime and I just wanted to make this episode to clear some things up and also give some tips on how to reduce bloating if it's bothersome for you. So I just want to start off by saying that bloating is completely normal, okay? It is completely normal to experience bloating. In fact, if you don't ever get bloated, I would love to just bring you into a lab and study you because bloating is completely natural. In fact, as many as 75% of people describe their symptoms as moderate to severe. And Even 10% say they experience it regularly. So you're not alone at all if this is something you're experiencing. And what bloating exactly is, is that it is a slightly distended or swollen abdomen. So your stomach might look a little bit bigger or it can look way bigger and more round. And for some people, it can even cause pain. The feeling can range from no pain, mildly uncomfortable, or intensely painful. And you may also experience gas or digestive issues because the most common cause of stomach pain and bloating is excess intestinal gas. And we usually get excess intestinal gas from eating too much too fast, from food intolerances, which I work with clients a lot on this and we do an elimination diet and that usually tends to help. Um, And then another cause of intestinal gas is being on your period. This is a very common cause of temporary bloating actually for, for women. And naturally throughout the day, as we eat or drink water, our stomachs slightly do extend. So it's like that's just how our bodies work. You know, our our stomachs, our bodies have to make room for what we're consuming. And it's okay if you wake up extremely flat and then later you're slightly bloated. But usually behind every person that has a bloating issue, there are ways we can reduce the bloating or even get to the root cause of it and completely take bloating away. So with that being said, I am going to list out common bloating scenarios and typically what to do in order to reduce it. And if you do try any of these tips, tag me on Instagram. I would love to see my tips in action. My Instagram is wellness.farm and I will also go ahead and link my Instagram in the show notes. So the first scenario is if you wake up with a flat stomach in the morning, but then you get bloated at nighttime. This could simply be from a lack of digestive enzymes in your body. Naturally occurring digestive enzymes are proteins in your body made to break down food 
and aid in digestion so that your body can absorb the nutrients in your food, which helps gives your body energy. And if we don't have enough digestive enzymes in our body, it can lead to different issues like bloating, fatigue, being malnourished, having low vitamin levels, which you can tell if you get testing like from a blood draw. And um, you're probably wondering, okay, Ari, how can I take digestive enzymes? Where do I get them from? Digestive enzymes come in many different forms. They can be taken through a pill form. Some companies like Symbiotica sell them as a combination with a probiotic, which I think is very effective. I personally use a plant-based protein that contains digestive enzymes, which I will link all the options I'm talking about in the show notes for you guys. But you basically have to take these digestive enzymes with food or else they won't work. That's because they're going to help break down your carbohydrates, fats, and proteins from the food you eat and prevent malabsorption from happening. Different digestive enzymes include amylase, which breaks down carbs, lipase, which breaks down fats and gives your body those fat-soluble vitamins like A, D, E, K. Protease breaks down proteins into amino acids, and it also keeps bacteria and yeast out of the intestines, which is also very much needed. And so taking digestive enzymes could really benefit so many people who do have a bloating issue. I have also noticed that some of my own clients after taking digestive enzymes reported that their acid reflux issues also resolved. So I thought that was very interesting and I really think that's because they were so malnourished and they were lacking B vitamins that the digestive enzymes really helped them get more you know, nutrients from their food, which helped the acid reflux issue. Scenario number two is that you are extremely gassy or you feel like you have a lot of gas in your stomach. We can get extra gas in our stomachs from so many different things. Sometimes it's a food intolerance, which I am not going to create a different scenario for that and discuss it since it's very straightforward. And honestly, it's so patient specific. I really can't give elimination diet or food advice to everyone listening to this podcast just because it really depends on you as the individual, right? But if you ever want to do an elimination diet and get to the root cause of your digestive issues, you are more than welcome to book a session with me. I'll put a link in the show notes just in case. I would love to have you, any of you, as a client and work with you. I create an entire plan for all of my clients when they want to do elimination diets. So yeah, if you're interested, I would love to work with you. But besides Besides elimination diets, there is something else I want to discuss and that is activated charcoal. So we can use activated charcoal in order to eliminate extra gas. And the way that this works is that the activated charcoal substance actually contains extra spaces in the activated charcoal itself. So there's all these extra spaces in activated charcoal and when you consume it, it traps gas molecules which helps reduce gas that causes bloating. There have been so many studies on this that showed activated charcoal won against a placebo and effectively reduces symptoms of abdominal cramping and flatulence. But I do need to warn you guys, activated charcoal is not for everyone. It is also a binder, so it binds to other supplements and medications. So always ask your doctor before using activated charcoal if you're unsure. But basically, you want to separate this by two hours at least from food, supplements, and medications. 
The reason why is that it can bind to your prescription medication and you can excrete it out. So obviously that's going to be pretty dangerous, for example, for a girl who's taking birth control pills, right? Because that's just going to render your birth control ineffective or for someone taking high blood pressure medication, right? It's going to be as if you never even took it because you're going to excrete it out. So, you know, just kind of be cautious of that. If you're confused, please ask your doctor. Um, But I personally, take activated charcoal myself. I usually take it around 8 p.m. at night since it's spaced out from food and other things I take and I will just sip on warm water with lemon or just warm water alone with it and I use the Symbiotica one. It comes in a little sachet which I like a lot more than taking capsules and it's six days on one day off until you finish the entire box. So I personally love it. I also wake up in the morning feeling better. Um, I feel less bloated. I don't carry as much, I guess, gas in my stomach. And I experience less bloating throughout the day. Of course, there's many other things I do. You know, I stay hydrated. I exercise every morning. Um, I try to eat relatively clean. You know, sometimes I'll, I'll have some cream cheese here and there. But, you know, I think activated charcoal ha- has definitely made a huge difference with just gassiness, I guess. Hey, you guys, quick little break from the podcast episode. But if you haven't yet, be sure to leave me a review and rating on whatever platform you're listening on. This really helps spread the word about my podcast so that more people can discover it. Thank you so much and have fun listening to the rest of the podcast. So now for scenario number three. You are constipated. You have backed up poop in your system and that is why you're experiencing bloating. So if you're someone who gets constipated, I really feel like taking over-the-counter medication for constipation is not really that needed as long as you follow these four tips which may really help with supporting your GI system and with reducing constipation. So the first one is exercise. This stimulates the movement of waste through the colon and exercise strengthens the muscle tone in your GI system. The abdominal wall muscles and diaphragm are very important in the defecation process. So if these muscles are weak, then you're going to be constipated. Number two, drink warm water first thing in the morning. Just warm or even hot water as long as you're not burning yourself is fine. This just really gets your system going, you know, it hydrates you and it just stimulates the movement of food or of waste throughout your body. Number three, eat enough soluble, non-fermentable, fiber-rich foods, but only do this if you're drinking water throughout the day or it will seriously come back and bite you in the ass. Like if you're eating a lot of foods that are rich in fiber and you're not drinking water, you're going to get so constipated. So please, please, please drink enough water. But examples of soluble, non-fermentable, fiber-rich foods are beans, lentils, oat bran, barley, peas, apples, carrots, and psyllium. So psyllium you can also get from over-the-counter medications if you want, like Metamucil, and it basically helps give the stool bulk. So it makes it like more bulky so that you can actually go. But like I said, please drink enough water if you do this. Now the fourth tip I have for you for constipation is to take a magnesium complex supplement that contains magnesium citrate. 
So magnesium citrate causes water to be retained within the stool. So it's basically sucking all of the water into your stool to make it nice and soft so you can excrete it. It makes bowel movements a lot easier, as you can imagine, and it softens the stool so it's easier to pass. Magnesium citrate alone shouldn't be taken for more than a week unless your doctor tells you to do so, but when it's used in a complex, usually with magnesium glycinate and uh, magnesium malate, that's typically the most common magnesium complex, it's typically fine to take daily because the magnesium citrate is at a lower dosage and it's safe for daily use. Now the fourth and last scenario is that you don't have any bothersome bloating really, but you just want to reduce bloating as much as possible, reduce natural bloating that happens throughout the day. And my tips for this scenario is definitely to eat smaller meals throughout the day instead of one large meal to reduce the workload on your stomach. Because think about it, right? If you eat bigger meals, then your stomach is going to expand naturally. Um, Also, eat slowly, chew thoroughly, and try to not talk when you're eating. Now, I know this is kind of hard to do, like if you're on a date or if you're like getting food with friends, you know, but if you are eating alone or um, even if you're with your friends, try to eat your food, you know, chew it, eat, swallow, and then you can speak to your friend. But when you have food like in your mouth, or if you're like talking in between bites really quickly, you're going to feel more bloated than you would if you just ate and then after you're done eating, um, talk. So I know it's a little hard to do because you don't want to come off as a weird or antisocial, but like it is a thing. Okay. And then after your meal, try to drink hot water. I personally love to drink ginger tea, which I'm actually drinking right now as I record this podcast, or drink some peppermint tea. Ginger tea has been used for years to increase the speed of digestion while also reducing intestinal cramping. And peppermint tea relaxes the muscles in the digestive tract to relieve gas and bloating. Even drinking peppermint tea throughout the day is extremely helpful. I love to do that too. Sometimes I run out of peppermint tea and then I'll transition over to ginger tea. And my last little tip for this fourth scenario is to add fennel. Add fennel to your tea or your food because it is a very strong anti-inflammatory agent which can help with bloating and abdominal gas. So those were the four different bloating scenarios and tips on how to resolve each one. If you do try them out, definitely tag me on Instagram. I would love to see it in action. But I want to transition over to self-love. And I just want to kind of mention how important it is to love our own bodies. Don't feel bad about what you see online. Like if you get home from work and you look in the mirror and you're a little bloated, who cares? Everyone else is like that too. That's literally how our bodies work. But then I think I think the trouble here is that we go on social media, we see a lot of stick thin people. And I think lately the whole body positivity movement has been taking over more. So that's really good. But I just wanted to include this in the podcast because I know for a fact that there's women who experience body image issues and I know that it's not really helped with social media but first off we have to be so thankful that we even have healthy bodies who cares what they look like as long as they're functioning and 
we're not suffering from any major diseases or dangerous illnesses, we have to be so thankful that we can even like move our bodies or have healthy bodies. And something that I feel like has really helped me um, and I know can help you too is focus on what your, what your body can do. You know, change I have to to I get to. So when you want to go and exercise, say I get to exercise today. I get to run today. I get to lift weights today. Because that mindset alone not only makes it easier to exercise, but you have a more positive attitude about it and therefore a more healthy relationship with your body. Because you don't look at taking care of your body as a chore. You look at it more like showing love and appreciation to your body. I think the main point I'm trying to make is that the end goal here is to be healthy. In Western society, we're constantly comparing ourselves to what we don't have. And I think that is honestly an illness in and of itself. The point is to just be healthy and happy. And you will never be happy with looking a certain way until you're at peace with who you are. Even when you start looking like how you want to look, you aren't going to be happy because that happiness isn't coming from the inside or from a genuine place. It's coming from a place of insecurity and lack. So instead of constantly being unhappy and honestly ungrateful with how your body is, you need to rewire your brain, practice gratitude, because then healthy habits will follow. And most importantly, true happiness in your brain will follow as well. Another thing I really like to do to show love to myself and my body is practicing self-compassion. Treat yourself the way that you would treat your own daughter. So would you speak negatively to your own daughter? I sure hope not, right? Something I like to do is I write kind messages to myself and I'll stick them everywhere in my notebook or in my car or on my mirror in my bathroom. And it just serves as nice, gentle reminders that I am amazing and unique and to not be so hard on myself. I really believe that all of us are so unique in our own way and some of us may lose that unfortunately or we don't develop that enough as we get older because, you know, we go to school and then we're thrown into grad school or thrown into work and not many of us have the luxury, you know, and I call it a luxury because it is, of discovering what really ignites us and lights us on fire. And so I just think that if you also really get down to your roots, maybe set aside some time to see what you're passionate about and what makes you excited, you will have a healthier relationship with yourself and your mind and your body because you'll be spending some time doing what you love and that will make you feel happier. Also, I want you guys to try to surround yourself with positive influences. So unfollow unrealistic accounts on social media. Don't listen to angry or sad music all the time. Don't buy foods that make you feel bad on a regular basis. Um, you know, try not try to not go out and hang out with people who don't want to support you and see you grow because they're literally blocking positive good energy from coming to you and you're not going to feel good about yourself, right? And um, lastly, of course, I have to include this, you can love your body and love yourself by just being you and looking hot all the time. You know, dress hot, do your makeup if you wear makeup in a way that you love. Literally treat yourself like you are the prize, as Lori Harvey once said, right? You are the prize. Wear shoes you're comfortable in. Wear clothes that complement your body. Go get facials. Literally do what makes you feel beautiful because the only person's thoughts that matter are yours. 
So do what makes you feel confident and happy. Now, lastly, speaking about confidence, I just wanted to include some tips to increasing your self-confidence throughout the day. So the most beautiful people, the people you love, the people that you feel attracted to, the ones that radiate confidence and positivity and they don't need to make it known to the room that they're beautiful, it's in their essence, it's in the way that they speak, their posture, how they treat others. When you're beautiful, you glow naturally. You don't need to keep posting about how beautiful you are or try to prove it to anyone because when you are a woman of beauty and grace and confidence, trust me, people notice. You don't have to do much. So here are some tips to increasing your self-confidence throughout the day. Number one, of course, practice self-care. So this includes getting enough sleep, exercising regularly, having a healthy diet, practicing mindfulness. I personally love to do um, this 25-minute yoga meditation. I found it on Spotify and it was it's amazing. You know, practice self-compassion. Write yourself cute notes throughout the day, like I mentioned before. Also, watch your posture. Shoulders high, back straight. When you have good posture, it literally changes how people approach you and speak to you. It's very interesting. And, um, you know, piggybacking off of that, assertiveness. Practice expressing your needs and boundaries in a very clear and respectful way because you will feel so much more confident in your interactions, which will in turn increase your self-confidence. I hope that this podcast episode helped you guys. I just thought that talking about loving your body and you know practicing self-confidence and um just doing things that make you feel good as well as practicing tips to lower bloating or decrease (laughs) lower bloating practicing tips to decrease symptoms of bloating really go hand in hand because i have found over the years that women tend to really beat themselves up about bloating and they are very bothered by bloating so i was like you know what i want to provide tips on bloating And I also just want to put it out there that you are the prize. Always take care of yourself. Do what makes you feel good. Surround yourself with good positive energy and try to slowly rewire your brain into thinking more positively so that you're more excited and more inclined to treat your body like a temple, right? So I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. If you haven't yet, be sure to leave me a review on whatever platform you're listening to. It's very helpful. If you have any requests on future episodes that you want me to talk about or discuss, then just message me on Instagram. Really, I um, check my messages frequently and I love to connect with people who are listening to the podcast. I think it's a very special bond. You know, I love it. So um, yeah, I, I can't wait to see see these tips be put into action thanks so much for listening and i will talk to you next week